Welcome in to another episode of the Football Monsters Podcast. You got your host, Caleb. We're going to be talking some wide receivers today. Got my, well, we're going to, I've been going a little long on my episodes, boys, so we're going to, we're going to try and trim it down a little bit. We're going to go with our top six, then I'm going to give you my seven through 12, so on and so uh, so forth. We're going to have some fun with it so we can get enough out there. So you guys feel confident drafting these guys where I feel like you should be drafting them. I've also gotten to the point that, you know, when I'm researching, looking at some other people's rankings and seeing how other people around the fantasy world and even the NFL are feeling where these receivers and running backs are going, you know, I've realized I'm like, dude, I'm just going to stop. I don't care. I'm going to I'm gonna pick the players that I feel like have the best chance of doing well this season in a fantasy setting. So I'm not going to sit there and be like, in, you know, maybe having to force, oh, where am I going to put a Terry McLaurin or where, you know, where am I going to put a Cortland Sutton versus Jerry Judy and, you know, all these different things. I'm just going to, dude, hey, I'm going to go where I'm going to draft these guys, which is why Christian Kirk, unfortunately, sorry, brother, he ain't even in my top 24. Unfortunately, I've seen him in people's top 24s. I don't understand how, eh, you know, we'll see seen some other people having like Mike Williams and whatnot at numbers like seven, six and seven. I'm like, guys, you know, he had a, he had a solid beginning of the year last year. He was the number one for like a few weeks, but come on, man, it's ridiculous. But anyways, let's jump in. Number one on my list. Boom. Wide receiver. I, he didn't do anything last year that would make me think that he can't be the number one this year. The only thing that happened last year, the reason he wasn't, is because Cooper Cup had such an insanely good year. But I got Justin Jefferson, and here's why. Justin Jefferson is clearly going to be the number one target on this team. He is insanely healthy playing 14 games last year, or 16 games, 17. He started only 14 last year, but he's had 1,400 yards, 1,616 the next year, 10 touchdowns. And I feel like that can go up even more in this offense. So don't don't forget that Kevin O'Connell is now coming into the Vikings facility as the head coach, former Rams OC. I really think that he's going to be able to bring in some of that Sean McVay magic, uh, you know, to to the Vikings offense, and it's going to look a lot different. I don't think it's going to be as heavily run first all the time, for a few reasons. One, they want to keep Dalvin Cook healthy because he's such a talent. But two, you have Adam Thielen and KJ Osborne, as well as Justin Jefferson in this offense. And so I really think that they're going to kind of be a little bit more pass first. And Justin Jefferson, shoot, dude, guys, he had 167 targets. Wow. <laughs> That's a, I don't even know what else you want me to say. 167 targets on the season. That is just flipping insane. I mean, good for him. You know, I don't even know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 191 for Cooper Cup. But still, I mean, that's 167 in your second year is really solid. 
and 10 touchdowns, I think it's going to go. I think all of that can go up. He had 108 receptions. I think 108 can even go up. I think he can probably hit like the 115 range even. We'll just, again, we'll, we'll see what's going to happen this season, but I don't put it past Justin Jefferson getting into that 115, even upwards of 120 in this offense. Maybe even, you know, 14 touchdowns could be, could be easy. He had a great year, finished number two. I think he can even get better. Like a lot of people will go in and say, they're all, they'll be regression this year for so-and-so. I don't think it's going to be regression. I think that's his floor. I think 100 receptions a year, 1,500 yards, 10 touchdowns is like maybe nine touchdowns is like this dude's floor because he's that freaking good. So I got Justin Jefferson, and as you can imagine, I got Cooper Cup as my number two. You know, finished as the number one fantasy wide receiver last year after having just a I don't even know what kind of season. I mean, this was just off the wall ridiculous, to be honest. He played 17, all 17 games coming off of that injury in 2020. Looked incredible. Him and Matthew Stafford were like the BFFs of the world I've never seen before on a football field. I mean, even I just go, I just go back to the Super Bowl. Go back to just the watching the Super Bowl. And Odell Beckham gets hurt. And we know that the Rams past Odell and Cooper are a little thin. The ball basically is only going to go to Cooper Cup. And yet he still was a stud in that game. So there's going to be ways that they're going to get Cooper Cup the football. And it's going to be awesome. And it's going to be fun to watch. He had 145 receptions, which is, I mean, for crying out loud, double almost, it seems like, from what he normally would do on a regular season. And uh, let's just put it this way. Almost 2,000 yards, hit 16 touchdowns, obviously was tops in the league. And he's just, I mean, there's going to be regression this year. They brought in Allen Robinson. He should not be, if he has this season again, that means Allen Robinson did not do what he was supposed to in this offense. That's how I look at it this way. You brought in an Allen Robinson on an outside guy and Van Van Jefferson. Let's not forget Van Jefferson, even though he had... You know, a little uh, I was like a knee tweak or something. He had to he had to get f- figured out. But this wide receiver core did not do what they were supposed to do this season. If Cooper Cup has to have 145 receptions and 16 touchdowns, that's got to drop. It's got to drop. I don't think it's going to drop far, but it's got to drop. Number three on my list: Jamar Chase. No surprise here. Again, rookie campaign, 128 targets, uh, 81 receptions. I think that can go up heavily. Um, it just kind of depends. I do also really like T. Higgins in this offense. You know, just looking further down the road, if you were going to be drafting one or one of these guys, I'm going to take the shot with T. Higgins this year. The reason for that is just the price you're going to be paying for Jamar Chase. He is going to be going off the board very early in a lot of drafts. If he falls take them. But, you know, again, I'll be taking T Higgins. You'll see that a lot. So don't worry. I'll be, I'll be throwing that stuff out for you guys. But again, that's not to take anything away from Jamar Chase. He was absolutely incredible. 13 touchdowns on the season, almost 1500 yards in a rookie campaign. He was, he was everything that we knew he was going to be in more. And what's really awesome about this story, because I remembered when we were coming in, when he was coming into the league last year, Everybody was freaking out through training camp. Oh, he's having drops. He's having drops. I mean, we were even freaking out. We're like, dude, Jamar, what the heck is going on with Jamar Chase? He cannot catch a football. You even saw in, um, I forget, I forget what game it was. 
might have been the first game of the season. He had like two drops that were just really freaking bad, like really awful drops. I don't know what was going on, blah, blah, blah. But I just remember talking about it. I'm like, this is not who we thought this was going to be. Well, that's when you, when people start doubting people is when they start becoming elite. And that's what happened, I guess, is everybody started doubting Jamar Chase that he was going to be an elite wide receiver last year. And he showed us that we were stupid. So, and that's fine. I'd have no problem being a uh, playing bad guy for these guys. If they can come out and be what they're supposed to be. He is ready to basically have a second year campaign that I can think can rival maybe a Justin Jefferson. I mean, he, I've literally, even after his rookie season, I am putting him up here with these top three. I mean, I would tear almost not even a tear break yet because that's how many talented wide receivers I feel like that are up here in this elite stage. And Jamar Chase is going to be a part of that. Next on my list. I shouldn't be surprised here because I'm a big fan of it. And I know some people aren't is Devonta Adams. Uh, everybody, you know, oh, well, he's not going to have Aaron Rodgers throwing to him anymore. Is he going to be that good? Well, guys, I mean, is he going to have 18 touchdowns this year like he did in 2020? Probably not. Can he have 1,000 yards and 100 receptions and probably at least 10 touchdowns? 1,000%. I don't see that changing at all. This offense is going to be a little bit different with Josh McDaniels. He's not really... You know, he's gonna is he gonna bring that to Bill Belichick style where it's gonna be run first and it's gonna be running back by committee and kind of throw when necessary. We'll see what kind of mentality he's gonna bring because that's what he did in New England with Bill Belichick. But was that just how Bill Belichick wanted the offense to run, or is that Josh McDaniel's offense? I wanna say that's Josh McDaniel's offense. I still think that with Derek Carr and Devonta Adams, even Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, there is enough pieces around this offense to be very solid this year. Very, very solid this year. The only caveat, I'm taking the opposite stance as a lot of people. Many people are talking about this division as, oh, it's such a tough division. It is a tough division. I'm saying it's a tough division, and a lot of these teams are going to have to outscore other teams. There's some solid defenses in this, but I'm sorry. When you have as such high-powered talent across the board in a division, I don't care how good your defense is all the time. Because these offenses are going to be able to score and score quick. I think you now look at this Raiders offense as a team that can score very quickly. So I do not think that Devontae Adams is going to drop that far. I will still always have him in my top five. He is that good. And I think he makes this team that much better. And yeah, let's not even forget that they're college friends and their best friends off the field. They're going to have a really solid connection. And going through training camp so far, they've already looked really good. Obviously, we didn't get to see them in the the game the other day. Who cares? I, they're going to be fine. And I love Devonta Adams again this year. Next on my list, Stephon Diggs. Again, ever since he's been in Buffalo, he's just been fantastic. 1,500 yards first year. Had a little dip last year at 1,225, but he did improve, improve, geez Louise guys, sorry, improve his touchdown totals from 8 to 10. He did lose some yards, like depth per target and his yards per reception. But again, I'm not that worried. I mean, they brought in Gabriel Davis. I'm really hoping that Gabriel Davis will be able to kind of offset Stephon Diggs better than what they've done with like Emmanuel Sanders and you, you know, anybody else that they've really kind of to try out, uh, you know, in this offense. And I really, I'm still surprised. Don't get me wrong. James Cook 
I'm kind of excited to see what James Cook can do out of the backfield here. But I'm still very surprised that they didn't take a Brees Hall or really go out and get a bigger back this offseason to bring in and try and offset this because I'm I'm tired of watching Josh Allen have to be his, his own running back. But even those things are going to be able to offset a little bit better for a Stephon Diggs. I think Stephon Diggs, he had very similar targets, but his targets were not as, um, how do you want to say it, crystal, you know, um, just as in tune as they were the year before. You know, he had only 103 receptions versus 127. And, a, you know, again, almost 300 yards less than he did the year before. So... I think he'll be able to get back. I think the connection with Josh Allen is still strong. Josh Allen's going to be MVP this year, so I do think this team's going to be elite. And for this team, and for Josh Allen, let's let's just do it this way: for Josh Allen to be MVP this year, Stephon Diggs needs to have an insanely good season. That let's just, done deal. So if you're going to be on the train that that Josh Allen's MVP, you're on the train that Stephon Diggs is going to be a top five wide receiver this year. All right, guys. Last on my list here, probably one of the biggest jumps that I've got coming into this season is CD lamb didn't finish. I think he was, he was number, he finished like a number two last year, right around 18, 19, depending on your scoring format. Didn't have, and I mean, he had over a thousand yards. He only had six touchdowns. So that's obviously that's not great, but now with Amari Cooper gone, CD lamb will be able to take over this number one spot. Now, James Washington did get hurt. I was a really big fan of James Washington coming into this season Obviously, with him gone, that does hurt because, again, guys, let's let's not forget that, you know, these number ones are going to be able to come in, but they're going to always be taken by the number one cornerback as well, more times than not. So the more wide receivers and talented wide receivers you have on your team, maybe the more you can kind of move a CD lamb around and get him open. Well, him and Michael Gallup is basically what we got. And uh, I'm still fine with that. CeeDee Lamb is still an absolutely incredible talent. The big thing here for me is what's Dak going to do? You know, even when you go back and you look at, you know, rankings as far as quarterbacks go, I had Dak outside my top 12. I know it's crazy. (laughs) And a lot of people gave me a ton of flack for having him outside my top 12. But I just, I, I'm just, I'm, Dak's going to be my concern. But I do think that they'll be able to have enough targets and CD Lane will be able to, he had 120 targets last year, which is not a lot. And out of that, he only had 79 receptions on six touchdowns. I think his touchdown totals can get to about eight to 10. I think it'll have to for Dak to be having a better season. He needs to be able to stay healthy and play full seasons. And I think his receptions needs to be up around 100 targets. If he can do that, he will easily be in the top in the top 10. No doubt about it. All right, guys. That's it. That's my top six. Stay tuned for our next episode. We'll be talking 7 through 12. But thanks again, boys and girls, ladies and men, for listening to another episode of the Football Monsters Podcast with your boy Caleb. And I will catch you next time. Forgotten, creeping in the dark, waiting for you.